This is the St. Long Ginus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is episode number 46. Why intensity is not necessarily a bad thing. I know that's a little long, so I might have to shorten it up when I actually put this episode out there, but this is the general theme of this episode. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us, amen. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Just a quick note before I attempt to get into the, the theme of this episode. I've noticed because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure um, if I was going to. My main episodes are basically aimed at um, oh, people set of a contest or people who consider themselves Christians and the um, random thoughts are just random thoughts that I have. They can be secular, but I've noticed in my last few random thoughts, they've actually, they could have been episodes, which means I'm kind of slipping away from my purpose of the random thoughts. So just as a quick programming note, I am going to try to tighten up on that particular aspect. If it's aimed if it's aimed at Christian life, I'm going to put it under episodes. If it's aimed at um, you know, anything secular I might have to say, then I'm going to put them under random thoughts. And of course, the rants will always be the rants. <laughs> always. And um, I will still do the St. Andrew's Missal readings as um, as uh, God puts it in my heart to talk about this. <sighs> now, when I initially got the idea for this episode, I was going to put it under random thoughts and more or less um, talk about this aspect. And But I decided since this is very much a spiritual topic, I decided to put it under a episode. There's a reason I'm doing this. There's a reason for everything that I do. I have been told by people who know me or are acquainted with me, because I don't believe anyone truly knows me, and I think that that's God's divine uh, providence. Um, oh, and... For that matter, not only do they not know me, uh, they don't understand me. 
And I'm, I'm cool with both those things. I'm absolutely cool with both those things because number one, I know that I am serving a purpose. And number two, if I get to where I'm aiming at, which is the heavenly kingdom, it won't matter in the end. It will absolutely will not matter in the slightest. Uh, those two things will not matter in the slightest. So whether people know me or understand me is the least of my worries. And once again, I realize this is social media in an indirect sense. You take it for what it's worth. I will remind newer uh, listeners that I'm not in the habit of saying crap off the top of my head that I don't mean. You know, the verbiage I pick, the the things that I say, they're done with a direct purpose. Now, obviously, because I'm human, um, they may not come out the way I would like them to come out. But outside of that, you know, what I say and how I say it and the words I choose are done for a particular purpose. But I've been told that I am intense. Now, to make things even more interesting, I was told this way before I got serious about my Catholicism last summer. And for the uninitiated, when I say Catholicism, I'm not talking about the fake Catholic church known to everybody else is the Catholic Church that is heretical. Um, when I say Catholicism, I mean pre-Vatican II Catholicism. That is the true Catholic Church. And having having considered Um, what I've said over the course of this con, um, over the course of this podcast, um, I came to the realization that this has always been who I am. As a matter of fact, in my introductory episodes, I make mention of if I there you know before I became a true Catholic, if there was anything that um that I wanted to get behind, I took it seriously and I gave it my best effort. And I don't think that I think that's part of the way God made me. I think He made me this way purposely. And I'm not going to worry about the whys or the what's or whatever. This is the way he made me. I'm going to proceed this way. Having said that, over the course of last, or over the course of last summer, I, I realized, and it may have been even prior to last summer, but I came to the realization that everything that I'd put my full energy and attention behind 
was not important. It wasn't worth my intensity. It was not worth my intensity. It was not worth my time. And it definitely was not worth my effort. And in particular, I'm going to say movies, books. Um, and when I say books, I'm talking about actual books. Um, football, American football. And um, politics. All these things. Oh, and... <clears throat> As far as that goes, secular history, although I am perfectly convinced my interest in secular history is from God himself because um, to the uninitiated, you're not going to get the reference. To those who do listen on a regular basis, they'll absolutely get my reference. I truly believe that God once uh, uh, gave me my interest in secular history so that I could point out the things in secular history that have led up to today. Now, having become, well, even when I was a Vatican II sect member, um, I had an interest in Catholic Church history. At the time, though, I was ignorant that Freemasons had infiltrated the Catholic Church and that they actively suppressed any information that was against them. But I had an interest in church history. I still do, actually. But the reason I, I know this sounds like a diversion, it isn't. Um, there is <sighs> intensity for the right purpose is absolutely demanded of you when you decide to serve Jesus Christ, his blessed mother in the heavenly kingdom with your whole heart and mind and soul. As a matter of fact, that's what Jesus said in the book of Matthew. Now, he didn't mention his mother and he did not mention the Catholic Church or the Heavenly Kingdom, but that's absolutely what he meant by it. And one of the major faults of modern society is, is that most people have been so naturalized that the very thing that they should be very, very intense about is uh, misdirected into areas that don't matter at all. I covered this briefly in my last episode. But I feel it needs to be said. Um, now, I have been told... Uh, Previously, before I, I got serious about my Catholicism, that I was a pretty intense person. And that is true. Now, I know I mentioned a fact about my sincerity and intensity of purpose towards something I felt worth, was worthwhile. But as a person, I tend to be intense. Now, part of that 
is the fact that I've led a pretty broken life. And when, you know, there, there are plenty of vets out there. I'm, and when I say vets, I'm talking about combat vets, not necessarily uh, vets who served in peacetime or served in a non-combat theater, but vets who've actually been in combat or to abuse victims or, you know, anything traumatic. They will tell you that you're, you know, that you, your personality is, is going to be more intense. And once again, because I believe in divine providence, I believe that God made me this way. The circumstances happened, yes, but I, I genuinely believe that, you know, uh, it is it is God's purpose to make me an intense purpose in general. And when I talk about intensity in the spiritual life, there may be a lot of people who may not have gone through a traumatic experience. There their experiences very well could be mundane, average, normal, day-to-day -day existence. And I don't want them to get the idea that they have to be a foaming at the mouth, muscles tensed, uh, eyes bulging, flint, uh, fist clenched type of person to serve to seriously serve the Lord. I do not want them to get that misunderstood. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's how I am as a person. And, you know. Um, but what I am saying, you should absolutely have intensity of purpose when it comes to your salvation. And part of your salvation is loving God and his blessed mother. And for those of you who need it to be said, your fellow human beings. Serving God with blind obedience and um, the best of intentions. And um, being open to do whatever is necessary to not only just save yourself and your family. Uh, if God gives you the grace to want to serve others, you should do that as well. We all do it in our own ways. Which brings me to a uh, another point. In one of St. Paul's epistles, he talks about, um, I believe it's the seven gifts of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, not, well, some people get all seven in, in, in a very intense level. My own personal uh, theory on that is those generally are the saints. And um, 
as I never get tired of saying, not everyone is going to be a saint, but that does not mean we're not to attempt to be one while we're here. But he talks about how different people are called to different gifts of the Holy Ghost. Some are called to serve the poor. Some are called to be in monasteries. Some are called to be priests. Um, some are called to be nuns. Uh, some are called to use their wealth and, and, and resources to help out the one true church. You get the drift of where I'm going with that. Um, but we should be intensely striving to, for, for the bottom line is, is you were to intensely to strive for close union with God. Now, different people and I always say that God deals with us on individual levels. Um, having said that, in my experience, and you take this for what it's worth, um, when I started getting serious, I wanted close union with God. I'm not going to lie. Given my history with people, um, to me, they were... Um, um, they were, they were, uh, necessary evil. Now I know that sounds harsh. I'm just telling it, telling the truth. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie in this regard either. God has helped me in a way that I cannot explain to where I'm, I'm not perfect when it comes to charity toward my neighbor, but I, I can honestly state that I'm a lot better off now than I was when I started. And I, I guess if I were to... Oh... If I were to pinpoint the, my exact attitude toward people and to those of you who are being brutally honest with yourselves, you will recognize this error as part of your own. Um, most people, if it comes to their friends and family and people that they care about, they'll be charitable toward the people they care about and the annoying co-worker, the homeless guy that's begging for change, or anyone who happens to annoy or irritate them that day, they will absolutely... I mean, like I said, different people, different results, but um, at best, they will deal with the people that annoy them with veiled hostility. At best. Now, I'm, as I'm saying these words, I do realize that there's also another aspect to this where they'll act like your best buddy 
You know, oh, yeah, 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 whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah, we're good. They'll they'll go to your barbecues. They'll drink beer with you, you know, shoot the breeze. And because they secretly despise you, they will badmouth you to anyone who will listen. And they basically turn around and stab you in the back. There's that aspect. And... That last aspect, I've never liked in people. And if I ever found out that people were doing that to me, that I considered a friend, I dropped them right then and there. And and speaking of betrayal, betrayal, I want you guys to consider this point. If If on what I call a surface level, we drop people out of our lives because they backstabbed us. What kind of betrayal is it? I want you guys to think carefully about this. What kind of betrayal is it if you consider yourself a true Catholic and you're not giving Jesus Christ his blessed mother in the heavenly kingdom 100%? Especially if you understand what you've been brought out of. Especially if you understand what you've been brought out of. I used to post on Twitter the line where it doesn't say Mary Magdalene. I I don't think it might, but basically uh, when she broke the... uh, ointment over his head and um, Judas Iscariot obviously being the traitor that he was hypocritically complained oh that money could have been sold for 300 silver pieces and feed the poor and in the book of John it I'm sorry in the book of St. John the gospel He points out that Judas was a thief and he wasn't concerned about the poor. He was worried about the money that he could have stolen from the sale of that perfume. But Jesus said, you know, to Judas, he said, to much who has been given, much is expected. And I suspect in today's day and age, that particular Wisdom is lost on a lot of people. Um, I suspect it's lost. Um, I think that we, in general, although the American middle class are the worst culprits of this, live in a pretty um, privileged attitude. Well... They need to treat me like a queen or queen cause reasons. You know, um, there's a purpose for sainthood. And that purpose is that the humble be a perfect example of God's humility And by the way, when I say humble, I just don't mean in spirit or in attitude. I mean circumstances. I mean absolute circumstances. The poorest of the poor, the sickest of the sick, the weakest of the weak. 
the people who may not be your 500 IQ takers. It is meant when they become a saint to set the example. And if you're not of that um, social circle, if maybe you're middle class or you're, heaven forbid, you're wealthy, sainthood is meant to humble you both in spirit, mind, and in um, resources to the point where you realize that everything is a gift of God. And the money that you're spending on frivolities um. You're supposed to take that money, you know, if you become saintly or not necessarily even saintly, even if you're pious and devout, you're supposed to take that extra money and help out your poor neighbors. Or um, if you have a lot of resources, maybe help out, you know, the one true Catholic church. So that is the purpose of humility. And the reason I'm bringing this up about the intensity is if one of the largest errors that I can see in today's society is, as I said in a previous episode, we're not a serious, we're not a serious culture, we're not a serious society. And a lot of people like to run their gums about, well, I did this, I did that, what a great guy I am, and you know, break their arm patting themselves on the back. And to be quite honestly, I'm sorry, honest, social media isn't exactly helping matters. Because social media, and I, I hold to the Catholic view of any object or organization. In and of themselves, they're neutral. You can either use them for good or you can use them for bad. Um... On my social media, um, I try to use it for God's purpose. But for most people, social media, you may not like what I'm about ready to say here. Sorry about that. Um, It's meant to feed their narcissism. It's social media, I believe, is developed or it has a direct purpose. It's basically to turn people into narcissistic a-holes and anyone who um has been on social media there's a reason it's called a cesspit but unfortunately a lot of the people calling it a cesspit don't understand that yes it, it is a cesspit but they're a part of the cesspit, even, even if they're not being a big of an a-hole as, say, the worst a-holes on, say, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. They're, they're, they're you know, it, it, they, they might not be the biggest a-hole on, say, Twitter or Facebook, but um, I bet you that if somebody were watching them and their day-to-day existence and watching how they treat other people that they're no better than the people that, you know, 
are being blatant about it. Because let's be honest, being public platforms, if you're being that a-hole on, on social media, that's pretty public. Not many people know what an individual person does on their day-to-day existence. So therefore, you know, you can, you can break your arm saying, yeah, I'm a great guy, I'm a great guy, I hate social media, and turn around and yell at the local burger cook when your burger isn't perfect or act impatient because, you know, the particular store that you go to, you know, and I'm going to try to not keep, make this personal. Um, In my experience, at least since the nineties, now it depended on the franchise or the brand. But when you go to a fast food joint, you generally had to pay extra money for sauces. You generally had to pay. So we're talking, what, 30 years? And you're unaware that that a restaurant charges for extra sauce? You're going to get offended because they charge 40 cents? And you're driving in a $50,000 car and you're going to yell because you have to pay 40 cents for an extra sauce? In my mind, on a surface level, that seems very narcissistic, very privileged, and um, I, I guess I covered it with those two descriptions. You know, um, and part of narcissism is too, it's not being grateful for the, even, even the minor, uh, good things that happen in your life. Um, and by the way, I forgot my disclaimer, everything that I'm talking about, I've either been guilty of in the past or still guilty of now. However, I am trying, you know, I'm aiming for piety and devotion. So, like anything else, I'm a human being. There, there, there's a t-shirt that a lot of people wear that says, be patient with me, I'm still, um, I'm still learning. Mm, it's meant in a God sort of way. Um, however, because they're Protestants, they, they don't know that the teachings they they're getting are at best incomplete at worst out and out heresies. And I bet a lot of Protestants don't even understand the concept of heresy. But part of, part of being a narcissist is, and I only recently came upon this realization. I want to say it happened sometime either in December or January that I needed to be grateful. I needed to be grateful for little things that we as secular human beings take for granted. You got to work. You had a good day at work. Be grateful. Thank God. Um, If you're married... Um, 
your kid was well-behaved that day. Maybe he made you a little thing to put on the refrigerator. Thank God, be grateful. Give him a little kiss. Rub his hair. Um, you know, there's there's a myriad of little things in life that, and you know, I'm 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 not throwing any stones. I just got done saying I've been guilty of this myself. Where we do not take the little things, or I'm sorry, we're not grateful for the little things. And now. If you do decide, and I will admit this is my biggest failing uh, in my spiritual life. This is my absolutely biggest failing. And I've often described my spiritual garden as uh, Sanford and Son's junkyard. But this is absolutely my biggest failing. If you're trying for greater union with God... We even have to thank God for the bad things that happen. And this is why I stress divine providence in the spiritual life. Without an understanding of divine providence, you will never be able to understand uh, without God's grace, I might add, why this is so necessary. Because even the bad things that happen to us that seem devastating. Sexual assault, abusive parents. And when I say physical, uh, when I say abusive parents, I'm talking physical, um, physically abusive, neglectful, sexually. Um, a death of a loved one. Uh, wartime, uh, wartime, Combat experiences, having a buddy die in your arm, losing an arm and leg in war. And not just, it doesn't even necessarily need to be war. You can get in a car wreck and uh, lose an arm or a leg. Um, you could get brain damaged. I had a teacher when I was in fifth grade. They were having a party at his apartment complex and... Um, he was so drunk, he went off the diving board and completely missed the water. He landed on concrete and was paralyzed for life. He could no longer teach. We're supposed to be grateful for that. And I know that it sounds counterintuitive. You know, um, that, oh, God wouldn't give us these things. God only gives us the good stuff. He gives us the good and bad. That's why um, I believe it's in the book of Joan, uh, Job where it's said that God rain. Uh, I'm sorry, rain. It rains on the just and unjust. I'll repeat that. It rains on the just and on the unjust. Good and bad is just a part of life. But even the bad things. Now, God does not will evil. Now, if you have a flat tire on your way to work, um, that's not evil, okay? That's not evil. But if somebody breaks in your house, rapes your wife, kills your dogs, and hurts your kids, he did not will that evil. But he has, because he is the author of time and space, 
good is going to come of it. Now, depending on the type of person you are and your relationship with God, it may take you a while to figure, you know, to figure out, oh, that atrocity that happened to me, it actually helped me out. It gave me some perspective on life. Now, I know that what I just described sounds, it's literally an atrocity. It has happened. But how we, it's up to us how we deal with it. But I, I have a hard time. And this, this is a verifiable fact from my set of contest friends that the saints used to actually get mad at God if they did not have some kind of issue going on that day. They thought because God did not let up on their trials and tribulations that they had lost favor with him. And that's why they're saints. That's why they're friends to God. They get it. Um, honestly speaking, I don't know if your set of the conscious priest, priest preaches on this, but suffering is redemptive. Now, depending on who you talk to, it's redemptive in the sense that if you suffer in this life and you manage to make it into purgatory, if you're not a saint, then it's going to take time off of purgatory. But it is also redemptive in the sense, of, and this is, listen very carefully, please, I beg you, of what I'm about ready to say. It is also redemptive if you suffer while you're trying to serve God because most spiritual writers call this refining of the gold. Now, I don't expect many people to get that reference, but when when gold makers are making gold, you dig it out of the ground. Now, it does get washed off, but you still got a bunch of rock and crud off of it, or I'm sorry, on it that you need to get rid of. So you put it in a furnace and the rocks and crap that are marring the gold come to the top. And then the gold refiner takes uh, an instrument and takes the crap that comes out of the melted gold and takes it out of there. That's what makes the gold gold. And when they say that if, if you suffer a lot while you're trying to get closer to God, that this is redemptive, that this is God bringing your, your faults and your sins that you didn't even know that you had inside of you. And I'd be the first to admit, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of garbage inside of me that consciously... I'm not aware of. I'm, <laughs> I, I can say infallibly that's the case. But God sees it. And the purpose for suffering, especially while you're trying to get close to God, is to take the stuff that you're unaware of and get it out of your life to make you closer to God and his better instrument while you're here on earth. 
Um, now, well, people are asking me, or I'm sorry, <laughs> the, the, the title of this podcast is Intensity is Not Necessarily a Bad Thing. And it isn't. Because if you're intense about your purpose toward God, his one true church, his blessed mother in the heavenly kingdom, then I don't know how to put this. I I guess I, I can only speak from my own personal experience that I believe that God put the intensity in me because it's helping me in ways that I'm also infallibly certain about this, in ways that I don't even understand. It's helping me to bear with the the um, the things that go on in my life on a daily basis. And I might add, God has given me the grace to look back. And as I said in, earlier in this episode, my life, it's not been as bad as other people's, but you know, everybody do not does not have the same experiences. But for me, what I went through was pretty bad. And now that I'm at where I'm at now, I find that a lot of the things that used to just make me come home and drink a 12 pack or smoke a joint or, you know, out of sheer frustration and anger, I can honestly look back at that. And once again, this is God's grace, not me. I'm not capable of this. I can look back at that and say, well, <laughs> this is just a minor annoyance. This is very... On, on on the scale of the things that I went through, this is like a minus 1,000. So when I talk about intensity not being a bad thing, like anything else, the intensity about what you're intense about is going to be due to your priorities. You cannot get... If you're getting intense over stupid stuff like racing or football, basketball, baseball, uh, movies, politics, whatever, crap that at the end of the line ain't going to help you get to heaven, your priorities are misplaced. Your, your, your intensity is being wasted. So having the right priorities, if you're, if you're intense about the right things, it's if, and I'm speaking from my own experience, not from anyone else's. Um, it's probably going to help you. And, and even in ways that you might not see at the time. Or for that matter, according to Father Dikasad, you might not see at all in your lifetime. So. That was this uh, topic and like most things that I do it wasn't it wasn't succinct and it wasn't all about the purpose of intensity I mean yeah that was my general topic but 
I literally view my, what comes out of my talk hole, I literally view that as what God wants me to say. So you have an issue, take it up with him. Maybe, maybe if I really annoy you, maybe you might want to send a prayer up and, and say, hey, you know, you need to change this guy's approach. He's horrible. Anyway, if you've lasted this long, I do appreciate your time. I do. Even if you think I'm crazy, even if you think I'm full of crap, if you listen for 45 minutes, I'm thankful. I mean, even if you don't agree, at least you listened. Be grateful for that. Once again, be grateful for the small things. Um, I do pray for everyone. Um, especially for the people that are in my life directly and indirectly. And I would, I would, uh, like to see as many people go to heaven as possible. And you could take that for what it's worth. It occurred to me recently that I say this, most of my episodes end this way, but I didn't bother to say that to, to the, the, to the people who are skeptical that don't know me personally, you know, I pretty much figure, you know, if, if you listen to any amount of my episodes, I'm pretty consistent with my message. That should tell you something, but in case it doesn't, or you're new, um, you can take what I said um, for what it's worth. Um, I don't feel like I need to, uh, should have to explain my motivations or my intentions or uh, my, uh, my um, sincerity. I, uh, the evidence is in my podcast. Um, so I, I don't feel like I should beg to, you know, neither be understood nor even for that matter, well-liked. But take it for what it's worth. I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. And I am praying for people in general, but in particular for the people in my life, directly and indirectly. Anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.